Welcome to I Bet So Hard, technology and workflows that really work. The not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams brought to you by vet to pet Listen for quick, fun interviews with veterinary professionals who've retrieved and actually held on to their sanity, happiness, and success by learning a few new tricks and embracing efficient processes that actually work. I'm Dr. Stacey Santi. And I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. And this is I Bet So Hard. Hey, did you see that article about Airbnb and its remote work employee situation? No, I missed that one. Uh, so super cool. Uh, I'll send you the link, but Airbnb basically came out and said, you know, their employees can work from anywhere, um, without losing pay for big chunks of time. And their the article, they had just such an overwhelming response. They had more than a million people come to their jobs page and try to apply for positions. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, number one, how do I do this? <laughs> how do I... How do, I, How do you go to work for Airbnb? Yeah, because it's 93 degrees on our like first day of spring here in St. Louis. So that's great. Um, but I think more importantly, how do how could we do something in vet med? Because obviously our people cannot all work remotely. But how do we possibly do something that is so attractive, right, to employees so that we're going to get 800,000 visits? Well, the deal is, okay. Most practices I talk to are in need of an associate and they're desperately interested in keeping the associates they have. So we need to talk about what can we do as practices to attract and retain rockstar veterinarians. And it isn't all about the money as the Airbnb people are saying, it's about being able to work remotely or have some flexibility and so this whole idea just came to us guys. This let's talk about some things you can do at your practice to be attractive to an associate. So they either A don't leave or B can't wait to come work for you. So I think it's important to think about, you know, obviously as veteran professionals we can't do our entire job remotely, but I think we should not be minimizing the parts that could be done remotely. Um, and that might not be an everyday thing or a, like every week, like you could, you know, work remotely for, you know, three months like Airbnb. But when I think about my time in practice, um, when I meet, and even now when I go to the clinic, I generally do something at home first or after I get home, because I would much rather spend that time at my house than in the clinic, right? So what I mean by that is maybe considering a having cloud-based if possible, if you were hiring, like right now, I would not take a job in a not cloud-based practice. I just would not having been in one and having been for 14 years in not one, (laughs) I wouldn't know a lot. Like that would be a deciding factor to me. And I don't want to minimize the people that are like, well, I don't want to have to do work at home. If you're that person that's totally cool. And I am not saying that you should, I think it still should be, you know, your whatever hours you agreed upon. But if you were telling me like, Hey, you could do some of those callbacks uh, tomorrow on your day off without having to come into the clinic or, Hey, your kid has a soccer game at four o'clock and you really want to go or seven o'clock like my kids. (laughs) But I will often, I mean, I have literally done communications from my car at soccer practice, like not like last week I did that. 
but I could. And that was what was awesome because I didn't have to be in the building. My old practice, if I had to, if I had a crazy day and I needed to catch up, I would literally have to come in on my day off to do that because there's no way to access the, the records or the blood work or anything. And knowing that now I would just never, ever go back to that. Well, and if you're trying to attract new talent, so just picture it, Sicily, 1920, but picture it really that what if you were able to say to this new associate, hey, you know, every other week you can come in at 9 a.m. instead of 7.30 a.m. And then on the alternate weeks, you get off at 4 p.m. instead of 5.30 p.m. or 6 p.m. because you can go at home and do your charts if you want. You can stay here and do your charts if you want, but we're going to give you time to work remotely to do some of the paperwork. And in a recent podcast, we actually added up, like if you see 15 appointments a day, that's an hour and a half of paperwork. So building that into maybe the remote side of a hybrid job could be really attractive to a lot of veterinarians. 100%. And I think, you know, this is a different episode and we're focusing on vets here, but there's even more opportunity for this for some of our support staff. So episodes, but yeah. yeah. Okay. What else could we do that would make our careers page really stand out? Well, if it was me, I want to know that you have, there's a process, a standard SOP for end of the day emergencies and after hours stuff. I I feel like so jealous of those veterinarians that work in a city that have an emergency clinic, because for the rest of us that work kind of in rural areas, you are the emergency clinic and having a plan at the end of the day, like who's going to be the late person that day would be really important because otherwise it turns into like everyone just feels guilty and everyone stays and it's exhausting, especially in summer. So that to me has been one of the biggest strains on my career is having to handle end of day stuff and not being able to get home on time. I think uh, another plug here, and again, having also been in that rural environment would be some of the new services that are available for pet triage or after hours, like on-call again, like couldn't pay me (laughs) enough to do on-call at this point. I mean, I just actually couldn't, I couldn't with my kids, but You know, if I had some reassurance, even now, I had some reassurance uh, that my my patients were getting information when they needed it and that my practice provided it as opposed to them having to go sit in the parking lot at the ER for five hours for, uh, you know, their lab that ate three M&Ms. Like, you know, if you have some of those pet trio services or something like Guardian Vet or any of those services, I think that would be a real perk. Yeah, the ones I know about are Guardian Vet, which will basically handle after hours or even overflow calls. Um, Vet triage is another one and they, they have a pretty cool service too. And then there's another one called pet triage, which is more of a symptom tracker, self-serve kind of thing with the option to talk to a doctor at the end of that. So that's pretty attractive if you're an associate to just know that you're not going to have to shoulder all of that your own self. And even, even honestly, it decreases some of the stuff you have to do the next day, right? It's already been handled. So that's kind of nice. Have you heard of Vet to Pet? 
It's the only customizable, all-in-one client engagement and communication platform in veterinary medicine. vet to pets loyalty program is proven to increase practice revenue, and their robust reminders mean that practices can stop paying for multiple communication platforms. vet to pet manages it all. Visit vet forward slash I vet so hard. That's vet forward slash I vet so hard. Our third point and something that I think would be really appealing to a lot of people is to have a boss and or a manager that actually give a shit about you <laughs> um, and advocate for you. Um, I don't think we, I don't think most practices are in the um, habit of pointing that out on their job ads. So, and I know that's harder to do today in, in the corporate environment. Um, but if, especially corporate or not, like if there's a management or leadership person that can and will care about you as a person, I think that is just vital to, um, to a lot of people, especially like a newer grad or a younger, younger veterinarian, they need that. Um, really as a human, we kind of need it. So <laughs> I think pointing that out, I know that's not really a technology concept other than put it in your job ad, <laughs> that there is somebody that, that cares and will, will have that relationship. Yeah. We need a Dr. Weber from Gray's Anatomy. That's going to be there when you, you know, kill the animal or, you know, make, get a client that's going off the rails on you. You're going to need that help and you're going to need someone in your corner. When I took my job here in Durango, I came to interview and it was the dreaded husband, wife, doctor, manager, owner situation. Thanks. And yeah, everybody I was talking to was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like those are notorious for being horrible environments. I couldn't have been more blessed to have a boss and manager that were married that were both hugely advocating for me together. And if you can have that kind of environment, it's, it's amazing. So make sure both of them get along, make sure that if you don't get along, you're at least pretending and showing to the outward employees, you get along because when there's tension between the boss and the manager, it's really bad in general for all of the employees, but primarily the associates. Nice. What else do you think we should have on our, our list? Well, I think modern veterinarians, they want to have technology that they can use to reach clients. They want to be able to text clients. They want to be able to, you know, share pictures and do videos and things like that. So you've got to give them those tools. I think. And let them use them. Cause that's the other thing. Like I've definitely been in a practice where we could have used it, but we were not allowed. <laughs> so. Or like saying you can't use your cell phone. I mean, I don't know about all. I'm not a fan of that. I understand the the reasons that people say that, but I think if we're trying to attract high quality, high performing individuals, giving them those tools and resources to do their job is going to make them very happy. And I, I even think like giving each doctor the latest iPhone, like that's, although it's an investment, it's a huge perk. Well, if I, if if I you, get good technology to work with. Yeah. If, if it's a good technology, it's a, it's a nice perk, which is great, but also think about what are they going to be more efficient at? I am very efficient at typing an email or sending a text or an app notification or doing a loom video. I am not efficient 
at calling because I am not a caller typer at the same time. So to me, it takes longer to call and then inevitably leave a voicemail and then wait for them to freaking call me back, which I'm not around for or available for that standpoint, and then document the whole damn thing. I am much more efficient and I will deliver an excellent, an excellent communication and relationship via email for sure. So I think, you know, having that technology again, you know, plug for, you know, different services, especially if they're already integrated with your PMS. Like, I think that's, that's the way to go. But um, I think being able to communicate in the ways that you want to communicate and are, are good at and are realistically probably better for the clients too and are more efficient. Just do it. Enable it. Let it go. Let it go. Which brings us to our fifth one, which is supporting and enabling good communication in the team. So not only am I talking about in-person communication, which Captain Obvious is like really important, but I love being able to digitally communicate with the team like with Slack because I think it's fun. I like, I like, I'm such a dorky person. I like expressing myself through gifts and memes and it actually builds relationships in a way that don't feel so um, clicky. It is allows you to have good relationships amongst the whole team and be super efficient. So you don't drop the ball because when you drop the ball, you feel like crap if you're an associate veterinarian. And so having to like personally go talk to each person about Mrs. Smith might come in and she might say this, and I want to make sure you say that, like, it's going to be way better if I can just send that through a Slack to everybody. Yeah. I, you know, again, all the, all the tech tools that should be giving us, um, you know, perks here and we're not, but Slack, we've done an episode on it. You and I basically live in there now. Um, Honestly, even my clinic uses Slack constantly. I've found in my practice, it really has helped minimize the like back versus the front uh, cohort cohorts. You know, I feel like there's a more cohesive team flow. I also can't say enough about it from the standpoint of being asynchronous. So if somebody is off, they're not getting a text message on their phone, right? So I, I think that's really important from a work-life balance situation, even though I hate that term. Um, so, and they can access it we don't require anyone to have it. So if they don't want to have it on their phone, they don't have to, they, it's on every desktop. So I think that's great. Honestly, before Slack, we used a private Facebook group too. So if you don't want to, you don't have to use Slack, but obviously we like that one. So, uh, but I think that's really important. I also will say that we've been using a new Slack app called Donut, which just asks random questions like, what's your favorite movie? How do you like your eggs? show us your favorite meme, like random things. Yeah. So, um, but it's a good way to like get to know some of the people and again, find shared commonalities that are not like, well, I've been here for seven years and you've been here for three weeks. So we're never going to get along. (laughs) Not that that's happened at my practice. That's never happened. (laughs) Just saying. All right. There you go. Well, I think these, these tips are really, um, I don't know. They're appealing to me, but I feel like I might want to go get a job. If any of you are advertising for this sort of uh, five part slam dunk, call me up. Maybe I'll come do some shifts for you. (laughs) Uh, I can also say that I am hiring an associate veterinarian and I will give you all of these things. So (laughs) if you're looking for a job in St. Louis, let me know. 
All right. Well, thank you guys so much. It was great hanging out with you again. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of I Bet So Hard. Don't forget to head over to IBetSoHard.com to download our top five takeaways from this episode. We'll see you right back here. Same time, same place next week. Until then, here's to putting your technology to work for your practice.